Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome back to the podcast. So glad you're here, and we appreciate you being a part of this Courageous Parenting movement. It's pretty exciting, huh, honey? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. A lot of good stuff. We've we've talked about getting the program launched, and that has happened. Yeah. We've gotten the podcast launched. Almost 50,000 downloads so far in the first two months, so praise God. That's great. We're not even done with the first two months yet. Yeah, so it's exciting, and we're just encouraged, and we just appreciate when you leave a comment on iTunes, it is so encouraging to us. It is. It is really a breath of life, and it mm-hmm. also perpetuates the movement and gets the message out there, God's message. It's not about our message. It's about no. what God is doing and how he wants parents to uh, really biblically train their kids to launch into an uncertain world to be an influence for the kingdom of God, right? Right, and we all need to be doing this. And so we, we're calling it a movement because you're part of this too. As you rise up to be courageous parents, Parents and engage your kids, warn yeah. your kids about false doctrines, um, stand up and not be passive in this culture, That's which right. is something we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, and so we're just really excited to have other people on the journey with us. So thanks for joining us. We're going to talk about why men are struggling to lead their families spiritually. Guys, this is like a number one topic. Requested, huh? It is. I mean, women of all different um, ages doesn't matter if they've been married for a year or 30 years. I get women who are constantly asking me, how can I encourage my husband to be a spiritual leader? I have been married X number of years and I've been waiting, I've been praying, what else? Even the strongest men out there want to hear this, even if they may not just say, yes, I want this. Now, this might be, uh, this is a sensitive topic. It is. We've, We've been picking a lot of sensitive topics and we would just ask you to be praying for yourself right now. And for other men that might be listening and other women that might be listening, that they would have a soft, humble heart attitude towards considering the different reasons that we talk about why men Mm. might be struggling with this. So good. So super important. Yeah. And it's really important. And by the way... uh, I would encourage you to go to CourageousParenting.com and there's a little pop-up if you haven't done this yet and subscribe. We'll give you a weekly parenting tip, just a simple email, but also it lets us know that you're interested in a free resource we're highly considering creating called how to create, how to do family Bible time with your kids. And it'll be a short video course on your phone, really cool. And we want to create that, but we want to make sure enough people want it. Doing that lets us know you want it and we'll give it to you completely free. You'll be the first to get it. So anyways, that's just a side note. Mm -hmm. But hey, the enemy does not want men to lead. That is one of the foundational ways the enemy can get uh, families not to be biblical and kids to launch not being believers. Well, I think the enemy doesn't want parents, period, to be involved in the education or upbringing or discipleship of the children at all, right? Absolutely. But there is definitely a more intense attack upon men today. There is. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about reasons for passivity. We're going to also talk about 
wives and how they can have massive influence. So important and how ki- how we need to be the example to kids. So, right. but it, it's, think about this, the enemy's clever. And how's he going to do this? He's going to subdue men into mm-hmm. believing they shouldn't lead. And one of the ways they do that is by getting culture to shift to hate masculinity. There's a term out there right now called toxic masculinity. And it's being lumped into all kinds of positive manly traits that are biblical and how God wants men to be. Let's read this in mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14. It says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. That is a beautiful passage about masculinity. Yeah. And women can be strong and brave too. And women too. can too. But when men do it in our culture today, they're frowned upon. When women do times, it, they like, are applauded. It's amazing. That's right. You get accolades. And what's interesting is that if you watch social media, for example, or even just media, yeah. and women get accolades from it, and then you post something, if you were to be posting the same thing that I posted, it would be an interesting little game, wouldn't it? If oh, let's we try both that. That'd be fun. posted the same thing <laughs> and to see how many more likes a woman gets versus a man. Well, right? yeah, no, it's interesting. Well, the first key, as we said, is we've got to be an example to our kids. And that's why we're covering this in Courageous Parenting. So if daughters don't see a man mm-hmm. leading biblically and they're passive, what happens? they're not going to have a good example of what to look for in a husband. And if sons don't see it, they don't know how to be to be a father right. and a husband and to launch biblical kids. Right. And likewise, the mom has an important role in how she encourages and supports her husband to be the head of the household and to be co-captain when he's around, right? Yeah. Um, because both the son is going to be looking for a wife someday, yeah. and we definitely don't want to have him choosing one that's going to be putting him down. Oh, right. But at oh, the same yeah. time, the daughter needs an example of what she's supposed to do in her marriage. Oh, yeah. And you will not be a courageous parent and launch, it'll be hard to launch kids in an uncertain world that stand for righteousness if the man is passive. It just will be very, very difficult. Especially if you have sons. Yes. Because they're going to be looking at a passive example. So how do you how do you launch strong Christian men from your home if your husband's not one? And if men, you're listening and you're like, I'm not passive, and you kind of get that reaction, defensive reaction, listen in. Because the things we're talking about... I even can be tempted into sometimes and definitely in our early days was and I didn't come I didn't have an example or raised in a biblical way and we'll talk about that in a second so I do want to mention the parenting mentor program briefly it's going incredibly well the next one uh, is gonna be amazing we're looking forward to it. we have a great group and there's still some seats left and it's on sale right now so go to courageousparenting.com to find out more it's a six-week mentor program it's online so online mm-hmm. self-paced do it as you go but live engagement with us mm-hmm. and the community is one of the most powerful things people asking incredible questions oh, and we yeah. get back to them within 24 hours and text messaging together and i mean we're getting into some deep theology stuff yeah. like parenting with the perspective that's not once saved, always saved, yeah. and getting into some really deep doctrine stuff, which is exciting. Yeah. But one other thing that I wanted to share is about 
the topic of discipleship, because that kind of goes in line with what we're talking about today. Session number five, week five. Week five in the parenting program totally goes in alignment with this because we're talking about men stepping up to lead their families spiritually, which is discipleship, right? And so in that topic of discipleship, you guys, we just had such a great time really digging into what the attributes of a disciple are, what Jesus says discipleship is, and digging into what it can look like to be discipling throughout your daily routine as your kids are at different age categories. Mm-hmm. We talked about resources that are available to help you in your parenting journey yeah. in discipling, whether that's parenting books or books you're reading to your children yeah. to bring up conversations. So, And then the parenting packet. These parents, when they go out on oh, this yeah. date night and they get the parenting packet and it's they have all the questions the and assessments. already typed out for you with all the scriptures. So here's a quick testimonial uh, from someone that just went through it and is finishing it up. Hi, we're the full ones. I'm Steve. I'm Julianne. I'm Amelia, age seven. And I'm Amelia, age four. In 2019, Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. We were lacking discipline and self-control and needed a change. And the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program was God's answer to that. God is the foundation of the teachings that the program provides, and it has really given us the encouragement to be bold and to persevere through the struggles of parenting in today's world. There you go. So we appreciate that. We're getting so many testimonials, mm-hmm. and God is doing something remarkable here. We wanted to figure out a way where we could give the biblical parenting model that we've seen fruit from raising our eight kids over the last 18 mm-hmm. years and be able to give that to other people, but with live engagement from us. And the only way to do that is uh, we, there's so much investment in it. Is, oh, is, yeah. I mean, there's there's really deep discussions in the community, like you were mentioning, but we also have those really in-depth, yeah. long teachings with the parents. So we're going to dive into reasons for passivity. Okay, here we go. So psychological warfare. Wait, that sounds like a battle. It is. (laughs) Well, it is a battle because it's a battle in the mind. Yeah, it is. And God calls us to love the Lord your God with your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Amen. But how do you do that when your mind is tempted to believe the lies that the devil is feeding you? And it's being fed largely through media and TV shows, movies, you name it. How is the father or dad depicted? Aloof, dumb, lied to, disrespected. And that he's actually the cool dad. Cool dad, doesn't actually matter. Wife is way smarter, more capable. That's right. Just start looking. And this has a subconscious effect on us men, whether you admit to it or not. If you subject yourself to that, it does, and it definitely impacts your kids if they're watching that stuff. Now listen, first, 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Yeah. This is everywhere. Oh, it is. It is everywhere. And so another reason for passivity is relying only on human examples versus God's word for how to be. And if you rely only on human examples, although there are lots of great manly biblical men and examples out there, but you have to seek them out and you have to be striving to become like them. So hold on a second. You said you have to seek them out. And I think that this is just, this is a crucial role. At at the beginning of this, we asked for you to be praying for humble hearts as they're listening. But Isaac, it takes having a constant, teachable, humble heart to actually 
seek someone out. Well, you have to admit that there's something wrong first. And it's hard to admit something's wrong if you are looking at the people around you going, well, I'm a little bit better than them. Are we supposed to be a little bit better than somebody else? No. We're supposed to be biblical. Either we're doing what this says, the Bible, or we're not. And if you're not, you're highly unlikely to launch confident Christian kids in this crazy and uncertain world. Yeah. You have to reject passivity. You know, what's interesting, though, is that no one is doing this perfect. So that means everyone. Everyone. Everyone can can have a mentor. Everyone. Everybody needs it. I need it. Okay. It's super important. So you have to be running with godly Mm -hmm. peers. You need other resolute men. Men who are unwavering, standing for truth. And you need other courageous moms. That's right. And courage. It takes courage to be submissive, doesn't it, in a world where you get totally disrespected by other people when you try to be the submissive one. And I appreciate because when I was a newer believer, when we got married, my wife is a very strong believer, got back from mission trips impacting the world, really. And she was patient, loving, and understood what the Bible says. She could easily have been domineering, led our family, but instead she was submissive in some ways that catalyzed, and we'll talk about these later, catalyzed me really quickly rising up. You know, it took some time, but over time rising up in different areas, and I just appreciate that because it takes courage to be submissive. Thank you. Yeah, it, it really it does. Was, it wasn't, you know, I know that there's probably some wives listening right now that are like, oh, I wish you'd do a podcast on biblical submission. Maybe we will someday. But the reason why we're talking about this is because we want more than anything for you and your husband to have a strong biblical marriage as an yeah. example to your children so that when you launch them, they have the right perspective of what they should be looking for in a spouse. Yeah. And because this really does have a huge impact on your legacy. And so, you know, you you do things like being submissive to your husband. Yes, you you should do them because you love your spouse mm-hmm. and you want to be respectful and honoring to him. Yeah. But you also do it because it's what God's word says and it's about obeying God. And God's counterintuitive. The, the way we think we should act sometimes and it'll work out best is not necessarily the best. It's what God says and it's counterintuitive, meaning it's something we wouldn't naturally think of. But if we do what the Bible says, it's amazing how we get blessed by it. It's true. In our marriage and our kids. So now another reason for uh, passivity in men is over delegation. They've got their coach over here in sports. They maybe have their youth pastor. They have the pastor of the church. And all these people, they think, are speaking into their sons, daughters' lives in the way they need to be. And they are hands off the wheel. Right. And so we're not against having other people in your life. In fact, every single podcast, we've mentioned the importance of being a part of a biblical community. You just said it's important to be running with godly peers. But they should be additive. They should be additive, meaning that you have your hands on the steering wheel. You're engaged with your kids and that you're not relying on other people to teach your kids God's word. Because if your hands not on the wheel, they will look to your pastor Uh, or the youth pastor or the coach as a stronger authority than you and then the teenage years, you will not be able to speak into their life. And those other people may not even be in their life anymore. And actually, this actually brings up something too that I think women should hear that, you know, a lot of times women, when they don't see their husband as someone who can actually teach them something, they will go to the pastor instead, or they'll go to the youth pastor, or they'll go to the children's that's director. Right. And that's really not 
a way to encourage your husband to be the spiritual leader in your home. In fact, a better way would be to ask him. Ask him. And that's one of the key things in having a huge influence is ask spiritual questions of your husband. And then what does that do to him? He will go look it up and answer or answer then and be comfortable. Make him feel mm-hmm. good about going and finding the answer, too. I think that's really important. Right. Now, um, lack of biblical knowledge. Some men are like, well, I just don't know the Bible as well as you as Isaac. Well, how do you know how well I know the Bible? <laughs> I mean, before every podcast, I look up the scripture I'm going to share with you. I put it on a sticky note and I read it to you. That's all I'm doing. These are very topical. Now, we are for um, expository preaching on Sundays and reading big, bulky passages of scripture. You actually do that when you're leading the family. Sure. You'll read a chapter in the Bible and we'll go through the entire book in the Bible together. I appreciate that, honey. But I do want to encourage everybody Mm -hmm. that, hey, do you want to know how you know the Bible? You pick a verse, you read it, and then you get a Bible like this that's a study Bible. It has all this commentary. Get a good one. I use New King James Version, and I read the commentary. And then I think, how does this apply to my family? And then I read it, and I share how it applies to the family, and I understand it in a more dynamic way mm-hmm. because I've made sure I understand the Scripture. Right. And a lot of times you also will bring in like current events and things that are going on in the world and how it actually applies or is mirror image of what happened in scripture or is going to happen. And and, and just as you might go, well, I don't know the Bible. I go to some of you and I go, how do you know everything about that sports team? It is bizarre. You know, every stat, you know, every player, you know, every detail. I don't know any of that stuff. And that's not a bad thing, by the way. I just, that, I don't know that stuff. You know what? It's whatever you focus on, you know. It's true. That's, I mean, it's what you're going to, you know, what is important to you, you'll make time for. We got to reject passivity. This is the manual for raising your kids, leading your marriage, and having a biblical uh, home that launches the right kids in the right way. So that's super important. Now, unrepentant sin. Oh, this is a big one. So this is, we're, we're still going over reasons for men's passivity in leading their families. And that's you're right. saying that sin. In sin. a man's life. Sin in a man's life. Unrepentant, meaning they have not asked for forgiveness, mm-hmm. or they have, but they keep doing the same sin over and over and over and over again. And it's, uh, you know, deliberate sin. And uh, what comes to mind is sexual sin, pornography, things like this. And sin that's deliberate and or not repented of creates a block in your hearing from God and the Holy Spirit acting through you in power and you are neutralized instantly Okay, from having influence. You even feel it inside. You feel the guilt and the shame and if you, now God can clear that up right away, but you can't just sin the same way constantly. Well, you know, as you're reading, you're you're talking about this, I... I'm kind of chuckling because we were just going through Romans with the kids. Can you imagine reading Romans chapter one with the kids if you were struggling with fornication or adultery? I wouldn't you would be able have to been it. you would have been convicted the whole time, like you couldn't actually read it. You you couldn't read it. You couldn't hold accountable. You couldn't have the deep conversations that you need to have with your sons about pornography, masturbation, all these different issues. Totally. If you are suffering from consistent so sin in these areas, so you think that one of the reasons why men are passive, meaning not engaging on these topics and training their sons up to be proactive about guarding their eyes, their hearts, their minds, is because they themselves are struggling with the sin. Because they have secrets. Men with secrets 
have boys that stay boys and likely aren't going to lead their families in the right and way. And are going to struggle with the same sins because they haven't been trained. So it's I, I tough yeah. truth, but it's just, you know, you got to be aware of that. First John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. That rationalization for sin is basically saying, I'm not sinning and you're continuing and you've normalized it in your life. You say, well, everybody does this. Well, no, not everybody. Now, a large percentage, over 80% of men are addicted to pornography. So there is a massive problem happening. But this is going to neutralize you. You are a pa- you're not a resolute man. You are a passive man. You can't be. You cannot lead your family if you're addicted to pornography in a most effective way. Okay, next for time, insecure. Ooh. What do you think about that, honey? Well, honestly, when a man is insecure, I think it's a very deep issue. I, I think that it goes down to the security of their identity in Christ. Yeah. And so we have to be careful. Women, you know, one of the things that we've heard from other couples before is that women have unlimited time to be listening to podcasts and sermons online if they're stay-at-home moms, mm-hmm. right? And this is something that I've talked to women about for years regarding building your husband up is to allow them to have time to study the Word of God. If we're expecting our husbands to be spiritual leaders in the home, and then they come home from work and we're like, here, have the baby, here, here, do this, do this, fix this, fix that, fix that, you know, and we're never allowing them time in the Word to study, then that is like duplicitous. Yeah. It's unfair for us to have the expectation for them to be able to lead Bible studies, for example, if they're never in the Word, they don't have time to be in the Word. So encourage them by giving them time. But also, men, don't abuse your time. Sometimes your priorities are just wrong, and you're putting your time into things that and, occupy all of And it. let's just be honest, the wife knows. She does. Like, we just, we, 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 we know if you're really spending time in the Word. And if you, because you know what? You come back a changed person when or you spend time Or if you're wasting time, what does the wife want to do? Fill your time with things that, right, that actually do need to get done. That do need to get done. If you're not going to be the type of person that gets it done and actually spends time with the Lord and is taking care of your jurisdictions around the home, so this is important. We have to be proactive. We need to be productive. We and, need to engage. And insecurity in men comes down to where your identity is. Is your identity in Christ or is your identity in the world? And that makes all of the difference. You can look up what it means to have an identity in Christ if you don't know. But that is incredibly important. Okay, so it's um, uh, hard to see how the role fits into the schedule. There could be just so much busyness that you have not fit and you're in a rhythm and you're stuck in it Mm. and you can't figure out how to lead. That's right. I mean, one of the things that we have come across to having a large family, and as our kids got older, they started having more activities. Mm-hmm. There was piano lessons, guitar lessons, soccer, basketball, tennis lessons. There was all kinds of things happening. And we had to come down to a, a real rhythm, yep. and we had to figure out what was most important, yep. and we had to set some boundaries. Yep. And so that's what we encourage you guys to do, is to figure out what is most important 
Figure out a time in your week when you can be having weekly family Bible times. Yep. Find a time in your week when you can be disciple being put in the scheduling your kids and yep. do it. Dinner time should be a magnificent time of leading men. It's so important. I've talked mm-hmm. about this before, so we'll keep moving. But mm-hmm. you really got to do that. And here's a key question that you men should be asking. Um, Uh, your wives. This is really important. How am I doing as a spiritual leader? That's a scary question to ask for some of you, but I encourage you to ask it, even though you know, in some cases, you might not get a good answer. But that what that does is the heart of your wife opens. Watch, trust me, the heart of your wife opens towards you and all the releasing of encouragement might, might come your way. Actually, that's a promise in scripture. It says in Ephesians chapter five, verse 33, it says, nevertheless, let each one of you in particular, so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So important. And you know, what's interesting about this is that respecting your husband is one of the things that's actually going to help him to be the spiritual leader. And right here, it's not saying respect your husband or honor your husband if he deserves it. Yeah. It's kind of like when we were talking about respect, how to raise children who respect their parents. It's important to teach them what the word of God says. And it actually doesn't say in there, respect your parents if they deserve it. It doesn't say respect your husband if he deserves it. It doesn't say love your wife if she deserves it. No, it just says to do those things. Now, men should respect their wives in front of the kids. But I will tell you a thing that wives Mm -hmm. can do sometimes that destroys men and discourages them from leading if they know you are talking bad about them or disrespecting them in front of their friends mm-hmm. or in front of their kids. It's it is really a true. massive debilitating factor. It shouldn't be. We should rise above all this stuff. Now, I but want to say hurt. something about this. Okay, you said earlier that it's crucial that you surround yourself with other resolute men. Women, that is the same message that you need to hear. It is crucial that you surround yourself with biblical courageous women who when you go out and you spend time with a sister in Christ or a ladies night out you're not yeah. sitting around gossiping about your husbands right. that is unacceptable and it's sinful yeah it's actually sinful so a courageous woman a courageous wife mm-hmm. is going to actually hold her sisters accountable when that happens and try to shift the conversation yeah she's going to shift it she's going to rebuke them or exhort them whatever needs to happen so that women do not put their husbands down in front of other people. It is a bad habit. Don't do it. And if bitterness is in you, women right now, yeah, then you need to talk to your husband about that. And there needs to be real forgiveness. Because until you overcome bitterness, it's a bad root. And until you overcome it, you're not even going to want your husband to have the influence mm-hmm. of your kids. It might even be subconscious. And you might be cutting him off and debilitating his influence in little clever ways. And you don't want it's that. It's true. You know, and I think that one thing that women can sometimes become bitter about, and they may not even know it, is that they are doing a lot of the work during the day. Mm-hmm. A huge percentage of totally. the parenting, huge percentage of the discipleship. And then when they their husband comes home, they don't see him engaging. They see him being passive. And that, men, can actually lead to a deep bitterness in your wife. Yes. And though we are told to respect our husbands. We need to be worthy, too. It is so important, okay? And here I love Proverbs 31, 10 through 12, okay? Women, you love this too, don't you? So, who can find a virtuous wife? 
for her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Hmm. I love that. And I can say of my wife is that she has been a huge catalyst for gain. Even though she's not working alongside me and some of the things I've done out in the world, her support has led us to tremendous financial gain and success and also gain in our family and, you know, the righteousness in our kids and all those things. So it's really, really amazing. But we need to encourage that in our wives. Okay. Mm -hmm. Super important. Mm -hmm. And we talked about respect and I just think that's so important. But a reminder to men is be res- be deserving of respect of your wives and do that well. Now, praying, power of prayer. Yeah, I mean, for women, if, if you want a list of things that you can do to fully encourage your husband to be the spiritual leader in his home, mm-hmm. prayer is the most powerful agent that it's the it's the most powerful thing that you can possibly be doing to be praying for your husband to have mentor praying for your husband to have godly men around him praying for your husband to be convicted if he is in sin and you know it praying for your husband to repent and turn from his sin if he's in it praying for your husband to rise up to have a secure identity in christ these are all just examples of things that you could be praying for and do not underestimate the power of prayer and men you need to ask your wife for accountability impurity. Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel comfortable asking your wife, you need to ask another man that will hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. It is very important. We all have Mm -hmm. protection and accountability in this area. And there is nothing my wife cannot see. She has access to everything. And same for Mm -hmm. her. Do you know women are, I think I read 40 or 50% of women struggle with pornography now. Unbelievable. It's really incredible. So we need to help each other in that. You know, and there's a question that, you know, you mentioned a question that that husbands should be asking their wives, but here's a question wives should be asking their husbands. Is there anything I can do or anything about our marriage that discourages your spiritual leadership and how can I help encourage that more in front of the kids? Such an important question. If you women ask your man that, Mm -hmm. oh, it is powerful Mm -hmm. because if there is something in there, it just opens up that comfort in your marriage to talk about it. And there might be, we in relationships, we develop a rhythm of communication and behavior in Mm -hmm. a relationship and a powerful question disrupts the rhythm and invites a better path together. That's right. So when you guys go on your date night, we have a courageous parenting challenge for you guys at the end of this podcast. And this is that you would ask each other these two questions. So the, so very important to ask these questions. Now, shifting when the husband gets home. You're so good at that, honey. This is a particular topic that I was convicted about years ago because I realized that as a mom... During the day when I'm at home with my kids, I'm not only training them, but I'm training myself in patterns of a way of being, Mm -hmm. right? And so if I'm teaching and training my kids all day long, and then all of a sudden my husband comes home, and I'm supposed to all of a sudden shift to not being the commander that's the head teacher, the head trainer, the head disciplinarian, the head discipler. Yeah. And I have to shift to be co-captain, and there isn't really a lot happening it can be difficult. 
especially if you're a highly productive person. Mm -hmm. And I think that women, you know what? You have to be productive. That's one way that we honor the Lord. It says a wise woman builds her home. And then it goes on and it gives all these descriptions and Proverbs about how you can build your home biblically. And that is really important. But you have to put the sanctity of your marriage being a biblical model to your children above being productive. And you need to take a step back. You need to learn how to relax. You need to let someone else lead, not always be in charge. Mm. And it is actually a really sanctifying thing. And it's humbling. It's not easy. And it isn't easy, especially if you're a strong woman like Mm -hmm. I am. And I can totally relate to you. But I have to tell you that if you are patient and you are willing to do what God's Word instructs you to do as a biblical wife, you will see such a huge blessing. Mm. Your children will turn on in such a different kind of way when your husband leads. And it's not better than how when you're leading them in the Bible and you do not need to stop doing that. You do it as much as you can throughout your daily routine with your kids. They're starving for it. Every time you talk to them, when there's conflict between a brother and a sister, you lead them to Christ. When they are sad about something, you lead them to Christ. When they get hurt, you lead them to Christ. When they're struggling with their own personal identity, lead them to Scripture. Scripture. But when your husband's home and you respect him enough mm. to let him have the opportunities to teach them, to discipline them, and you're not so quick to jump up and take care of it and you wait patiently, not nagging. And some of those pauses where you wait, they seem like an eternity. And men will rise up. But if you fill the gaps for them, they will unfortunately become passive sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. And so you've got to be patient. You've got to allow those pauses. And sometimes things don't go perfect. That is encouraging your man to step up. He needs to see that he's needed. Now, he should just know that from the Bible. He should know that from podcasts like this. There's information out there. However, in the active day-to-day, we all Need Make, to be appreciated. We, we need to be appreciated and encouraged, and that's a, the most one of the most powerful ways a woman can yeah. encourage her man. So the last thing that I think that would be really encouraging is you know years you were working outside the home, mm-hmm. and you would have a car ride home to mentally get your head in the space of I'm going home. Oh, so crucial. Sometimes it wouldn't even be ready yet, so it'd sit in the driveway for five minutes, and it would think. I would not be on my phone. I would think about and pray, how can I insert myself in a proactive leadership way? I used to have incredibly crazy things happen to me in my workday, leading literally thousands of people in my organization at one time. And there would be all kinds of crazy things. Um, But when I got home, I had to remind myself, nothing matters more than leading my family. It doesn't matter how tired I am. It doesn't matter what's going on with their finances. It doesn't matter what happened with one of my managers or leaders. All that matters right now is my wife and my kids. And I'm going to shut everything else out. And God help me to have the wisdom and the purposeful nature to go in and support and lead in my family, which sometimes literally was proactively playing with blocks with my little kids. And sometimes it was disciplining. And sometimes it was helping with dinner or giving my wife space so she could finish dinner, whatever it was. Yeah. And sometimes it was even taking on the kids and saying, hey, honey, you go to the grocery store by yourself or go on out with one of the ladies. Proactively helping. So if you got value out of this, we so appreciate you being here. And we'd love a five-star review, not for our glory, but for God's glory, because 
it gets this episode out there to more people to fulfill the mission. Yeah, and if you guys are sharing on social media, on Facebook, tag Resolute Man, tag Courageous Mom, or tag us on Courageous Parenting. We have a page there. And together, we impact. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.